Good evening, good evening, my brothers and sisters. This is the day the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are glad about it. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be back uh, in this time of Bible study. I pray that you are ready uh, for an engaging time in the word of God. I'm I'm pumped, y'all. I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm pumped about uh, being back and, and sharing uh, in the word of God with you. Uh, we've been on vacation from Bible study for a little while now, but uh, we are back. So do me a favor. Go ahead and like this. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor. Uh, let me know that you're with us. Uh, hopefully you can hear everything uh, well. We got a, some new technology going on. So if you can hear well, uh, go ahead and give me some thumbs up or something. Let me know that everything is going uh, well and you're transmitting well. Good evening, Sister Hurd, Sister Moncure. Amen. You all are in the in the in the uh, live feed tonight. God bless you. I see you all. God bless you. I'm looking on two different monitors and I see you all are populating. So I'm excited to be back. You all are looking great. Thank you all for uh, joining us on this first night back into the word of God of Bible study. Uh, good to have each of you with me. And listen, what I want you all to do, I'm going to be using a term uh, over the next few months. Uh, I I'm calling digital discipleship, digital discipleship. Um, and by that, what I mean is, remember when Jesus says, go ye into all the world, preach my gospel to every creature. He is, he is giving us a great commission to go and share the good news, to go and share uh, the word of God, to go and share uh, our faith. And what better way? I know we're away from, from the church right now, but listen, uh, we are still disciples of Christ and we have the opportunity to share the good news, to share our faith, to share uh, who the Lord is to us. And you can do it digitally just by hitting the share button on your on your device right now, on your phone. If you've got a, a smart device, if you're on Facebook Live, whatever it is, uh, go ahead and share that right now. Because what that does is it lets others know what you're watching and it invites them uh, to take part in, in this session uh, in the word of God. It's time to get into the word and I want you to share it with your friends, share it with your neighbors, share it with your loved ones. Uh, let them know that you're watching K Chapel and we're going to get into the word in just a few minutes. Uh, God is great and greatly to be praised. I'm so excited to be back with you guys. Uh, God is a good God. Amen. Listen, I, I got some good news. Congratulations, uh, Dr. Lucille Green. She texted me uh, just before we went on. Uh, she's going to be receiving her master's uh, degree in religion, I believe it was. I think I got that right. Master of Arts degree in religion from Wesley uh, Theological Seminary here in Jackson, Mississippi. So congratulations to you, uh, Dr. Green. Job well done. We salute you uh, on all of your efforts. Amen. And to anybody else uh, who's got some good news, share that with me. We want to lift that up as well. We're going to get uh, into the word in just a minute. But before we do, why don't we just offer a word of prayer? Uh, bow with me for a time of uh, prayer uh, that we invite the Holy Spirit to lead us uh, in the word on tonight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, how grateful we are for this time together. How thankful we are that you've given us another a day's journey. And Lord, we don't count it uh, for granted. We, we don't take it for granted in times like these, God. We know it could be a different way. But Lord, you are merciful. And God, you are gracious. And for that, we give you praise. Right now, God, we ask your blessings upon our time together in your word. We pray, Lord, that you give us insight, wisdom, and understanding. 
to know what your word is, what your word says, and how we might live this word in our lives. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of your word, the power of your word. Lord, that we can depend and lean on your word. And thank you, God, that your word never changes. God, right now, be with us. Open our eyes that we might see in our ears that we might hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, we're going to get into the word uh, in just a minute here. Uh, what I want to do is open up. We're talking about we're talking about the anatomy of a believer, the anatomy of a believer, how the different parts of a believer's body, a believer's life. Um, and so I want to open this up. Uh, like I said, we got a little new technology here. So y'all pray, pray that it goes well, pray that it goes well. Uh, we want to open it up with a song. And it's a song actually by our young people. Our young people did this song uh, for Youth Day back in July of this year. Uh, I want you to listen to it. Uh, it's called Open the Eyes of My Heart. Let's take a listen.
Amen. 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 I hope you that blessed you. I hope that blessed you. That blessed me. Uh, I, I felt a little groove on that. Listen, so I wanted to start with that. I wanted to start with that because as we talk about um, the, let's see, as we talk about the anatomy of a believer, we want to begin uh, actually by talking about the eyes, the Christian eyes, the eyes of the believer. As we go through this study, as we go through the study, the, the anatomy of the believer, we're going to look at different parts uh, of of the believer's life um, that the Bible outlines uh, and gives us special instructions about how to guard, how to take care, how to manage these members, these parts of our lives. Uh, and so we're going to talk about uh, several parts of the believer's life. We're going to talk about the tongue uh, of the believer. We're also going to talk about the hands uh, of the believer. We're going to get into the feet of the believer. Uh, we're also going to talk about the heart of the believer. Uh, but tonight we want to begin by talking about the eyes of the believer, the believer's eyes. And, and I want to start tonight by uh, reminding you of something uh, that the Bible, uh, that, that we get from the Bible uh, in the Baptist uh, tradition uh, called the Articles of Faith. Uh, these Articles of Faith um, uh, outline any number of our doctrinal beliefs. One of those beliefs is entitled sanctification. And I, I just want to read to you what, what we believe as Baptists, as Christians, about sanctification. It says this, it says, we believe that sanctification is the process by which, according to the will of God, we are made partakers of his holiness, that it is a progressive work, that it is begun in regeneration, and that it is carried on in the hearts of believers by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, the sealer and comforter, in the continual use and the appointed means, especially, here are the five things, the word of God, self-examination, self-denial, watchfulness, and prayer. That these are the five things that we believe help the process of sanctification in our lives. The word of God, self-examination, self-denial, watchfulness, and prayer. When we employ those five things regularly and consistently, we believe that by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, that God progressively sanctifies us. Amen, somebody. Now, listen, I need you to know salvation. Remember, salvation happens the moment we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives. The moment we say yes to Jesus, the moment we open our hearts, confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead, we shall be saved. And that happens instantly. Sanctification, on the other hand, I wish I had some folk in here who, would, who wouldn't mind admitting that, that though you've been saved, sanctified, uh, that happens not instantly, that happens progressively. That happens over time. That happens as we walk out our salvation. And so, um, uh, and, and what we say it is, is that we believe that by employing these five things, uh, the word of God, self-examination, self-denial, watchfulness, prayer, um, did I get them all? Yeah. Word of God, self-examination, self-denial, watchfulness, and prayer. 
that when we employ those five things, that God does a work in us toward our sanctification. Tonight, tonight, I want to lift up the part uh, in, in that article of faith that deals with self-examination and watchfulness. Those two items, self-examination and watchfulness, as we talk about uh, as we talk about uh, the eyes of the believer, the eyes of the believer. So uh, what does the Bible tell us about our eyes? What does the Bible teach us about the believers, the Christian eyes? Number one, that we as believers must, should be watchful. You've got to be watchful. You cannot live this life. You cannot be a good disciple, a good Christian, if you are not observant, if you are not watching, if you are not making it your business, watch this, to see the condition of your soul. Hmm. I told y'all I'm, I'm kind of pumped tonight, so I might get there fast. Uh, you've got to be watchful in seeing the condition of your soul. How, how is your soul? How is your salvation? How is your faith? This isn't something that somebody uh, is going to tell you. This is something that you as a believer, you as a Christian, you as a disciple of Christ, got to engage in some self-examination and be watchful and be honest about the condition, help me somebody, the condition of your soul. So be watchful. We must be watchful. Here's the first scripture we want to look at. First Peter, first Peter chapter five. Verse eight, first Peter chapter five and verse eight says, be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be what? Be sober and be what? Be watchful. Why? Because the devil is on the prowl. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to tell y'all. Uh, the devil is busy. He's doing his job. Are we doing ours? The devil is doing his job. He, he's doing everything he can uh, to distract, to pull, to tear down, to rob, kill, and destroy. That's the enemy's job, and he is 24-7 engaged in his job. The question is, are we watchful and are we observant so that we see him where he's operating and where he is? Another scripture I want to lift up tonight, uh, uh, Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter four, verse seven. This is where uh, Cain and Abel, those two brothers, um, Cain has just murdered Abel um, and, and God comes and checks him and challenges him and says, it says these words to him, says these words to him. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin, look at that. Sin is crouching at the door. Can anybody admit tonight that <laughs> Man, the devil is sitting, waiting to pounce, crouching at the door. Uh, any opportunity that we give him, where we are not, where we are not suited and booted, where we don't uh, have on the whole armor of God, that the enemy is sitting, waiting for an opportunity to pounce on us. Yes, he is. You you woke up, you woke up, and 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 you were ready to get on with your day, and you were gonna have a good day, and and before you knew it, the enemy already got busy, uh, already started messing with you by 
by, by a phone call or by a text message, a text message that you got in, and that text message put you in the wrong mood for the rest of the day. I'm talking to somebody. Uh, be before you could even get on with your day, somebody texted you something that was off or, or you read something on your timeline and you wondered why would somebody put something like that out there and messed your whole day up? Why? Because sin is crouching at the door. The enemy, listen, listen, do you remember what Jesus tells Peter? He says, Simon, Simon, Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. He says, Satan desires, he, he wants nothing more than to pull us off course, pull us off track. And if he can get started at the beginning of the day, then all the better for him because he wants to mess up our whole day. Sin is crouching at the door before you can even get on with it. The devil is on the job. Amen, somebody. Um, and so we've got to be watchful. We got to be vigilant. We got to be sober. We got to keep our eyes watching, seeing where the enemy is. Listen, and, and by that, let me, let me be real clear. You've got to not just know the enemy. You've got to know yourself. I'm going to let that sink in. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. You've got to not just know the devil. You've got to know who you are. Amen. Because, because see, if you start fooling yourself about yourself, you'll start to think that you are stronger than you really are. You'll start to think perhaps that, that, that something that is a temptation isn't a temptation anymore. Or, watch this, or something that is a sin isn't really that sinful. My God, I'm, I'm, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you got what I'm saying. That that if you keep on, you listen. You've got to know yourself. You got to know yourself. If you say, if you just got saved, and 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 you know, you your lifestyle has not been one that's been in the church, but you're trying to make a change because you know that God is in your life. Then listen, you got to know yourself. You got to know yourself. Don't fool yourself into believing that just because you got saved, that now you, you're going to be able um, to, to, to go places or hang around people and those things not impact or influence or affect you. The devil is a lie. Now, you, you got to spend some time away from some, some people, away from some places, away from some situations. Amen, somebody. You, you've got you've to know just listen, not just the devil and his schemes. You've got to know yourself and your weaknesses and be honest about in this area, I'm weak. And because I'm weak here, I don't need to fool myself. Watch this. And I don't need to fool with those people. I don't need to fool with that activity. I don't need to fool with that substance. I don't need to fool with that, that habit. I don't need to play myself and think that I'm further along than I really am. Here is where I am. Here is where I need to be, but I ain't there yet. I'm not there yet. And because I'm not there yet, I'm going to be honest with myself. That's, that's what sanctification is talking about, self-examination. I've got to examine myself. I've got to assess myself and be honest about who I am and where I am right now. All right? So that's 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 the first one. That's the first one. Look, go go with me. Go with me to Matthew chapter twenty six. I love this verse. 
Y'all remember when Jesus says this to his disciples, Jesus is going into the Garden of Gethsemane uh, to pray a little while. And he says to his disciples, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the what? Come on, say it again. The what? The flesh is weak. That's right. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus knows. And, and I love the fact that Jesus puts it out there. He says, listen, I know you guys mean well. I know you, I know you're honest in your discipleship, but the honest to God truth is you're not there yet. Your flesh isn't there yet. So he says, watch and pray. Keep your eyes open. Why? Because the enemy is out there. Now, of course, Jesus is telling his disciples, yes, I want you to be aware. I want you to be vigilant because guess what? Uh, th there's some soldiers, Roman soldiers and some other folks, some Pharisees and everybody else who are after me right now. And I don't want them to slip up on me while I'm in prayer. So I want you to pray. I want you to watch and pray. Watch this because the enemy is on the prowl. Good God Almighty. He says, disciples, watch. Keep your eyes open and pray. This is this is this ought to minister to us. What this ought to say is that listen, as we pray, I, I know we close our eyes all the time, and you, you hear it all the time when we're in church, every head bowed, every eye closed, and we pray, and that's good. But in your spirit, even though you close your eyes naturally, in the spirit, you ought to keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open so that you can evaluate and assess where you are in your faith journey. And don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Watch and what? Watch and pray. Somebody put it in there. Watch and pray. Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. Uh, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six. The eye is the lamp of... Do y'all have your Bibles, by the way? I, 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 I failed to ask you to get your Bibles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Listen. Y'all, y'all do remember this, don't you? Y'all, y'all do remember this, yeah. Um, and I, I know we got our smart devices and everything else, uh, and I know you probably were depending on me to have the scripture up just like I have. But hey, this is still good, y'all. <laughs> this is still good. Uh, so hopefully you you got your Bibles, open it up, uh, and and make some some highlights. Get your highlights. Get your markers. Get your pen. Amen. Get your pens and, and let's make sure that we get in this word. Here it is. Jesus says this in, in Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter six. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your, your whole body will be full of light. Listen to that. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. The eye is the lamp. Oh, God. I need y'all. I need that to sink in. Listen to that. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Somebody, somebody said. I you've heard the statement. Uh, the eye, the eyes are the window to the soul. Uh, the eye is the window to the soul. Um, the eye is that that thing that that gives entry and entrance into the inner part of who you are. It's the eye. 
which means, listen to me, which means you've got to be careful with what you're looking at. The eye is the lamp to the body. That means I've got to be careful with what I put my eyes on. Mm. As a believer, I just can't watch everything. Yeah, I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. As a believer, because the eye is the lamp of the body, right? And if your eye is healthy, then your body is full of light. And guess what? If your eye is not healthy, in other words, if you're not looking at healthy things, if you're looking at things that are, are of the darkness, unholy things, unrighteous things, then that eventually is going to have an impact on your life. You can't look at trash and not be trashy. Lord have mercy. You can't look at a bunch of trash and not eventually become trashy in your body, trashy in your mind, trashy in your thinking, trashy in your language. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of what? Darkness. Your whole body will be full of darkness. So Jesus is giving us instructions. He's saying to him, listen, you have got, you have got to guard your eyes. You have got to be cautious about what you are watching what you are taking in, what you are allowing uh, your eyes to see, to be fixed upon, to be focused on. Why? Because it will eventually impact the condition of your spirit and your soul. You can't watch everything that the world is watching. Listen, how many of you know, how many of you know, be honest with me, that, that, that if you watch news too long, you'll get depressed. I know I'm right. If you watch, if you watch CNN all day or MSNBC or Fox or whatever the news is, and 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 that's because and, and most of it is bad news, right? Eventually that thing is going to weigh you down. You're gonna feel the weight of it all, and it's going to make you feel despondent and depressed and everything else because the I is the lamp to the soul. And if you want your soul and your spirit to be in good condition, you've got to start watching things that are beautiful. Whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is honest, whatsoever is of good report. Apostle Paul said, think on these things. Listen, you, 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 you have got to start reading this word. Before you go to bed at night, you got to start cracking open this Bible and reading and meditating on this word. Why? Because the eye is the lamp of the body. And if you make this word the last thing that you read when you go to sleep at night, then you are filling your body full of life and full of light. Amen, somebody. 
look, look at look at the psalm. It says Psalm is Psalm one nineteen, Psalm one nineteen, verse thirty seven. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Good God, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things. L listen, listen, listen. You got to turn the TV off. Hey, hey, talk to me. Listen, I know we're in virtual spaces now. We're doing everything. We have increased our screen time. Uh, we have multiplied how, how often we're on our screens now. Uh, we, we, we're doing so much on our screens and, 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 and it's taking away from everything else. Uh, and, and listen, you've got to, Lord knows, you know, I'm right. You, you, you'll be surfing the internet and, and something will pop up that you wasn't looking for. Help me somebody. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you gotta learn. Listen, you gotta take, get this stuff away. Worthless things out of your space, out of your mind, out of your location so that you can focus in on what is good, lovely, beautiful, and of good report. Honest. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so let next thing, next thing, next thing, point number two. Oh, we're in good time. We're in good time. So the eyes of the believer not only need uh, uh, to be watchful, not only should you be watchful, but secondly, Secondly, the believer's eyes need to be enlightened. The believer's eyes need to be enlightened. What do you mean by that? I mean by that, I mean by that, that there are, let me see how I can say this. There are some things that I don't care how well and how sharp your natural vision is. You can have 20-20 vision and still not be able to see anything in the spirit. You can have 20-20 vision and be looking at the truth of God and not able to discern what you're seeing. And so Believer's eyes, a believer's eyes must first then be enlightened, enlightened. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever had a conversation with a non-believer, with someone who's, who's not there yet in the faith and you've been trying to explain something to them and, and, and you could not get them to understand what you were trying to make them understand? Are, are you listening to me? Have you ever tried to explain, um, uh, uh, I don't know, church, why you go to church? Have you ever tried to explain why you why you tithe, why you give? Have you ever tried to explain why you're forgiving somebody who has done you wrong again, right? And and that person who doesn't believe is telling you, Child, if I was you, I if I was you this, or if I was you that, I, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't understand. I, yeah, they can't understand because their eyes have not been enlightened to spiritual things. Forgiveness is a spiritual thing. Mm. Going to church and worshiping God is a spiritual thing. Giving 10% of your income is a spiritual thing. 
And if you're trying to explain spiritual things to non-spiritual people, you that's futile, right? So if they're going to understand spiritual things, they first must have enlightened eyes. Uh, uh, the old church used to say, you must be born again. <laughs> I can't explain to you born again principles if you hadn't been born again. Amen, somebody. Yeah. And so and so the need to be enlightened. Go with me. Go with me to Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one, verse 18 says, having the eyes of your heart enlightened. There it is. Going back to what the children saying when we opened up, open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to understand you. I want to. I want to understand your word. I want to understand your will. Open my. Enlighten my eyes. Enlighten my eyes. Y'all remember. Y'all remember um, uh, in the Old Testament where where Elisha uh, and 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 his understudy uh, were 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 uh, asleep. Uh, the understudy woke up. Jehazi, I believe, was his name. Uh, woke up and 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 he saw uh, the 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 army had had come in the quiet of the night and had surrounded them. Um, had surrounded them and and he became fearful and afraid and went and uh, woke up the prophet uh, and was afraid and 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 said these people they're come they they're going to kill us and Elisha said he prayed to the lord he said lord open his eyes open his eyes that he may see now watch that y'all because he already saw the army but what he didn't see come on somebody what he didn't see was what was behind the natural army was God's army. He couldn't see the spiritual thing. All he could see was the natural thing. And Elisha knew that if God had ever opened his eyes, that instead of fretting, instead of complaining, instead of worrying, that that understudy would have the peace that Elisha had. God opened his eyes that he might see. And so the believer's eyes must be enlightened enlightened to some things, that I see some things. Watch this, y'all. Watch this, y'all. Um, mm, thank you, Lord. So when I first talked about being watchful, mm, I, I'm, I'm getting a download, y'all. When I, when I first talked about being watchful and, 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 and being watchful for sin, the believer's eyes also need to be enlightened so that we see not just sin, but we understand society. Yeah, yeah, I'm going somewhere now. Um, enlighten my eyes so that I can see what's going on around me. Mm. Open my eyes so I can make sense of the situations and the conditions that are surrounding me. Talk to me, somebody. Yeah, because, because if my eyes are not open, I'll just see what's happening naturally. But, but I won't see, watch this, I won't see the trickery behind it all. Yeah, see, so sometimes, sometimes we're looking at things 
and and we don't understand how it's really working out behind the scenes. All you see is the is the front show. You you don't see. Watch this. You don't see the conversations that people are having after the meeting is over. You 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 don't you don't see you don't see the schemes and the plots that people are making yet when you're not in their presence. And so and so Lord open my eyes so I don't get confused by what they're telling me but that I know good God almighty that I know what they don't think I know that I understand what they don't think I understand. Yeah. Let me see, let me understand, let me be watchful, but let me also be enlightened to the situations around me. Open my eyes so that I don't get the okie doke played on me. Open my eyes so that people don't fool me and, and tell me one thing and, and really it's another going on. Open my eyes and I'm enlightened so that I'm not made a fool of. Open my eye, good God almighty. Mm. Open my eyes so that when folk are lying to me, I can look at them and know they lie. Open my, I'm talking to somebody. Open my eyes so 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 that I don't get played the fool. Open my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Here, here we go. Here we go. It's getting good, y'all. It's getting good. Open my eyes. So the need to be enlightened, enlightened. Because you you do know folk will lie to you, don't you? Yeah. And and some of them are Christians. Take a sip of water here. I said people will lie to you and some of them are Christians. So, Lord, open my eyes. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Lord, open my. Ooh, good God. Lord, open my eyes. Watch this to stuff I've been ignoring. Mm. Open my eyes to things I'd rather not deal with. Open my eyes to the to the things that I've been skirting around that I know is there, but but I but I'd rather not dig into it because I'm afraid of what might come out. See, listen, listen, here it is. If we're gonna if we're going to grow up in in our faith, if we're going to grow up in 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 being disciples of Christ, then we can't keep our heads buried in the sand and act like issues don't exist. Act like people aren't being hurt. Act like there isn't a situation that needs to be addressed. There's some family situations in your family that you've been holding your head buried in the, you know I'm right about it. And nobody wants to deal with it. We, we, we've been keeping our eyes closed to some stuff, acting like, acting like it doesn't exist, acting like it's not there, acting like there's some mental illness in our families. We've been acting like it's not a problem, acting like we don't see it. There's been some there's been some sexual immorality in our families and you've been acting like it didn't happen and acting like uh, everything's okay and acting like the child is all right. That child is not, that child's been scarred 
Man, y'all don't get me started. Okay, so we gotta we gotta open our eyes. The need to be enlightened. The need to be enlightened. Look 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 at First Corinthians. First Corinthians two and fourteen. First Corinthians two and fourteen. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are folly to him. He is not able. That's what I was just talking about a little while ago. When you're trying to explain something to somebody who is not a believer, explain something to somebody who is not a, a Christian. They are folly to him. He is not able to understand or to comprehend them because they are spiritually discerned, spiritually discerned. So um, there, there's some conversations. Listen, there's some conversations that are just futile to have with non-believers because some things are just spiritually discerned and they they aren't equipped to have that conversation okay but believers must have enlightened enlightened eyes are you with me still y'all still with me y'all still with me say something if you're still with me now you know cuz i don't have i don't have any audible amens all i can do is is reading and I'm I'm looking I'm trying to see if y'all still with me all right um okay last point for tonight last point for tonight the eyes of the believer must be focused must be focused should be focused here we go y'all eyes of the believer you got to have eyes and I saw somebody mention it earlier in the chat line uh Keeping your eyes focused. Your eyes focused. You know this this scripture found in um, found in Psalm Psalm number one twenty one. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I will do what lift up mine eyes where unto the hills. I will lift up mine eyes where unto the hills. Psalmist says, "Listen." There are some situations mm, that are going to happen in your life. It's going to happen in all of our lives. Going to be faced with some problems, met with some unfortunate circumstances. When it happens, listen to me, come here. When it happens, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the problem solver. When trouble happens, don't focus on the trouble. Focus on the one who can solve the trouble. When your way is dark, don't focus on the darkness of the way. Focus on the way maker. See, that's what happened with Peter. Y'all remember? Jesus invited Peter to walk on the water. Peter gets out of the boat, starts walking. And he's amazed like everybody else probably, that you know, just like Jesus, here is Peter walking on the water. But in the midst of him walking on the water, remember there was a storm that Jesus comes walking to them on, on the water in the midst of a storm. And that storm did not cease while Peter was walking. It, it was still, the waves were still crashing. The wind was still blowing. The lightning was still zigzagging across the sky. 
And as Peter was walking towards Jesus, he took his eyes off of Jesus and started looking at the clouds. And when you take your focus, you follow me? When you take your focus off of he who is the source and the object of your faith. Watch this. See, Peter started looking at, at the situation rather than the Savior. He started looking at the clouds rather than he who created the clouds. Yeah. And so we got to stay focused. Listen, can I... Can I be honest with you? It's hard right now to stay focused. I know it is. I know it is. There's so much happening in, in, in our communities. Uh, there's homicides uh, that, that, that keep happening. That on the top of a pandemic. We're trying to stay safe. And people are still dying. We lost a pastor a couple of days ago, Pastor uh, James O'Harris, who's one of our state convention vice presidents, wonderful soul, wonderful spirit, wonderful man of God, um, pastor down in Moss Point. And so for anybody who tells you that this isn't real, this virus isn't real, listen, that's, that's, that's narrative from and for somebody else. That's not for us. And and I tell everybody, I, I can't wait. I'm I am anxious to get back in this in this sanctuary and back in this building and worship uh, uh the way we used to. But let me let me be honest with you, it's gonna be a while. Because people are still dying, people are still gonna, and I know the numbers are looking a little bit better than they have before. Uh, but people are still dying. People are still contracting this virus and it's still spreading. And so we've still got to be careful. Okay. I said all that to say it's because of this that it's hard to keep focused. It's because of all of that, when so many things are grabbing at us, taking our eyes off of our Father, taking our eyes off of our Savior, our Lord, our Redeemer. It's hard to keep focus. But that's exactly what we've been called to do. Keep our eyes stayed on him. Second uh, Chronicles, second Chronicles, we're wrapping up. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. Oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? This is King Jehoshaphat. Uh, for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do. Has anybody ever been in a situation where you didn't know what to do? If you hadn't, keep living. If you hadn't been in a place where you didn't know what to do, how to handle it, which way to go, which way to turn, how to respond, keep living. That day is coming. Jehoshaphat said, we've got an army, an allied army that has come against us. We don't know what to do. Here it is. But mm, I told y'all I'm feeling good. But our eyes are on you. I don't know what to do, but I'm focused on you. 
I don't know where to turn, but Lord, I am looking to you. Mm. Got to keep our eyes focused. There's some there they're going to be there're going to be some more challenges this year before this year ends before vaccine comes even after a vaccine comes there're going to be some more challenges that we're going to have to face I as your pastor I'm not going to have all the answers but I can tell you this I'm going to keep my eyes on him and I want you to keep your eyes on him too keep your eyes focused on the Lord. Here it is. Hebrews chapter 12, 1c through verse 2. Um, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. This is uh, where the writer says, uh, let us lay aside every sin and weight that does so easily beset us. He says, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking where? Looking unto Jesus, who is who? The author and the finisher of our faith. We got a race to run. And the only way we're going to complete that race, the only way we're going to run that race to the end, you got to keep your eyes focused on the author and the finisher of our faith. Runners can't run and win looking behind them. You can't run forward fast looking behind you. You got to look under Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's up ahead. He, 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 he is the one we are looking to. Amen. He, he is the one we are focused on. And as I keep my eyes on the Lord, I'm not going to worry and wonder and stress about everything else because I'm looking to the Lord. I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help is coming from the Lord. So as we end tonight, here's the question. On what are you focused during this pandemic? What are you focused on in your problems? What do you focus on in life in general? What are you focused on? What are you looking at? What's 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 got listen, what's got your attention? What's got your attention? What's pulling mostly at your eye? Remember, your eyes are the windows to the soul. And so if you keep looking at tragedy, if you keep looking at hardship, if you keep looking at all those things, rather than the one who can pull you out of those things, you're going to have a depressed soul and a depressed spirit. What are you focusing on? Help me somebody. So listen, we got we got eight minutes left. We got eight minutes left in these eight minutes. Uh, I can do a little a little back and forth with you because I got the comments up now and I can I can see really good what you've been saying. Um, and so if you've got some something you want to say, something you want to lift up. Amen. Go ahead and, and write that or type that in. Uh, if you've got someone we you want to be uh, in prayer or want me to be rather. Uh, in prayer for go ahead and lift their names up um, and we will we will lift them up as well. Uh, but listen, as we go through this study, the anatomy of the believer, uh, let's make sure that our eyes listen. Mm. Keep your eyes, keep your eyes, y'all. Keep your eyes healthy. 
Keep your eye. Oh, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Just thought about it. Keeping your eyes, because I just talked about the increased time of, of uh, screen time, increasing your screen time. Um, there are some, does anybody have these new glasses? They got these glasses out called blue blockers. Y'all heard about them? Blue blockers. They're supposed to be really good, actually, to keep your eyes healthy. I'm talking about your natural eyes right now. Uh, because you spend so much, we spend so much time on the screens and that blue light uh, uh, is supposed to uh, not be so good for your eyes. So I'm told you can go online and find some uh, some blue blocker glasses. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to find some. Uh, I want them to look good, though. I don't want I don't want a man. I don't want just a man. Those, those those glasses that make you look a certain kind of way. Y'all talk to me if you can. Uh, so I'm looking for some blue blockers um uh in this increased screen time you say you just purchased some uh jana tally uh god bless you You say you just purchased some all right jana where'd you get them from where'd you get them from let us know we can get some blue blockers uh and do they look good do they look are they fashionable are they fashionable let us know fashionable blue blockers <laughs> amen um and so um yeah yeah we're looking for we're looking for um uh any anything anything that you all want us to lift up in our time together we got about seven minutes here we're going to get ready and, and sign off uh, as we get ready and sign off listen to me uh we've got an important election november 3rd november 3rd uh is the election and i know if you're um uh looking at um the, the pandemic and looking at all that might be required to vote uh, you may want to take advantage of early and absentee voting um, that begins September 21st and lasts through October 31st uh, for citizens of Hines County. You want to go down to your Hines County Circuit Court office, uh, Circuit Court Clerk uh, Zach Wallace, um, and make sure that you get an absentee vote, uh, absentee ballot rather, uh, to cast your vote. Make sure that it is cast. Uh, and it is counted. Amen. Uh, I'm looking for, I'm looking for, amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for lifting it up. Uh, Cecilia, pray for the first lady, first lady, first lady Marlene Harris uh, and family for the loss of Pastor James O'Harris of Moss Point, Mississippi. Uh, again, Dr. Harris, um, one of our, one of our great uh, pastors in our state convention uh, was our, uh, one of the vice presidents uh, for Dr. Isaac Jackson, and we lost him a couple of days ago uh, to COVID-19. Uh, great man, just a uh, my my heart was broken when I got the news, um, and so we are we we will keep we will keep lifting lifting us uh, First Lady Harris uh, and the church up in Moss Point, Mississippi. Thank you for lifting that up, Cecilia. Uh, let's see, going back to Jana, Jana, you said, uh, zenny.com. So if you're looking for the blue blockers, thank you for lifting it up zenny.com and Z Zlul, Zlul. I don't know what that is. Zlul.com. All right. So that, that'll give you where the blue blockers are. And Jana says, yes, they are very cute. Very good. <laughs> thank you, Jana. Thank you, Jana, for letting us know that they're very cute. Um, we're going to lift up. Uh, who else do we have? We're lifting up. Um, let's see. Reverend Harrington is letting us know that we can call in and get absentee ballots mailed out. Thank you, Reverend Harrington. 
uh, we can call in and get those absentee ballots mailed to you. Uh, so call the circuit clerk's office, uh, Hines County Circuit Clerk Office. That's Zach Wallace uh, at the Hines County Circuit Clerk Office and get that uh, mailed to you as well. Um, let's see. Anita Shaw is asking for prayer. Uh, still cancer free. Good report from your praise God. Uh, praise God for a good report. Amen. Thank God for a good report. So we will continue praying for you, uh, Sister Shaw. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Any others? Any us? Any others? Uh, let's see. You're lifting up Sister McDonald, uh, lifting up her niece, her niece Kim. God bless you, Sister McDonald. We will lift her up. Thank you for sharing that with us. We will lift her up. And let's see, who else do we have? Uh, Sister Kim, Sister Kim Sims. Um, let's see, prayer for the Sims and Lamb family. Uh, continue to be safe and sane as we go through these uncertain times. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Sims, uh, for lifting that up. And yes, um, for your mother, Bertha Giles, uh, Sister Stephanie, we will do that. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Listen. Thank you all so much for uh, being with us on tonight. We will continue this study on next uh, Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we will look uh, at the tongue. Oh, Lord, it's going to be good. We talked about the eyes tonight. Next next Wednesday, we're going to talk about the tongue. Amen, somebody. Listen, be a good digital disciple. I want you to type that, digital disciple. Being a digital disciple means that you are sharing. You're sharing your faith by sharing this, this feed. Share your faith by sharing this live feed, this live stream. So when we go live uh, on church on Sundays, uh, when we go live on Wednesdays, uh, good discipleship is sharing our faith, sharing this feed, sharing the word of God. We're able to do this in a way that we've never been able to do it before. Think about this, y'all. We can go literally around the world in a matter of minutes, a matter of seconds, simply by you sharing, hitting the share button. And when you share that on your live feed and somebody else sees it and somebody else sees it, you are being a disciple. As Jesus said, go ye into all the world, all the world, this world, this is a worldwide web and being a good disciple is by sharing it. And that's an easy way. Discipleship has never been easier than it is right now to share your faith by just hitting the share button. All right. God bless you. Listen, let's pray right now. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that you are the able God, that you hear and you answer all of our prayers. Father, in, right now, we're lifting up all of those who have been called out in need of prayer. Right now, God, I lift up those who are in this chat line who are uh, yet, yet calling names and typing names. Uh, you know them. Uh, I'm going to call them out, Roger William, William Rogers, rather, uh, the O'Banna Wright family, Douglas family. Lord, you know uh, the need. You understand the, the issues that, that, that they're facing right now. God, the uh, families in Lake Charles, Louisiana, uh, we lift them up to you right now. The Mixon family, oh God, uh, we ask that you be in prayer for them, that, that God, you would be a help, a very present help for them right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're lifting up Terry Gray right now that you would heal right now as only you can. We're praying for Alicia Thomas, uh, one of the members of class 11A, oh God. 
Uh, we lift up Mother uh, Bertha Giles to you. Uh, we lift up, oh God, uh, right now, uh, all who have been called out, Sister Anita Shaw. Thank you, oh God, for a uh, good report. And Lord, we're praying right now that you continue to bless, that you continue to heal, that you continue to do those things that only you can by your strength and by your power and by your might. Thank you, God. That right now, God, I pray for all who are right now battling and struggling uh, with the simply, simply the temptation of the flesh. God, I pray now that you would quicken our spirits. Lord, that as we pray, that we would also, as we are prayerful, that we would also be watchful, that we would watch for the enemy who is crouching by the door of our hearts, ready to pounce in a moment's notice. God, thinking that we are weak and thinking that we are easy, pray, but God, now, right now by your spirit, I pray that you, oh God, would surround us with angels, that you would place your hedge of protection around us, oh God, that tonight and in the morning, Lord, when uh, when times would get difficult for us, when the enemy would think that we're at our weakest, God, that in our weakness, that your strength is made perfect in the name of Jesus. God, guard our eyes, the lamp that that is a lamp to our body, that it would our eyes would be filled with light so that our bodies would then be filled with life. Grant it in Jesus' name. Now, God, I pray for uh, the Harris family down in Moss Point, Mississippi. God, thank you for the life of Reverend Dr. Harris. Thank you for his life's song. Thank you for who he is and what he means to us. And God, I pray for his wife. I pray for the church family now. I pray for all who are impacted by his loss. May his legacy live on in our hearts and in our minds. And for everyone else, oh God, who has been impacted and who is now affected by COVID-19. God, I pray for their peace. I pray for our strength. I pray for our help. And Lord, in these times, we will look into the hills, knowing that our strength and help is coming from you. Grant it now, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. I love you, beloved. I'll see you again. We're going to do a pop-up prayer soon. You know I can't tell you when, otherwise it wouldn't be pop-up. So uh, when you see it go live, you know we're doing a pop-up prayer. I'll see you soon. God bless you. Love you.